Hello, good evening and welcome to Monday night's Fools Rush In. Uh, delighted you could join us uh, as we review a successful weekend for the women's teams and also a, uh, a draw, a come from behind draw for the men's team. We have got a massive panel for you tonight, uh, but before we say hello to them, let's, uh, let's show those titles. And to start off this evening, I would like to introduce the man who was swaying away to the intro music there. Good evening, Ben. Evening, Fifey. How are you doing today? I am very well, thank you, sir. Yourself? Yeah, tip-top form tonight. I've had me a cup of tea, so uh, I'm all ready, good to go for this evening. Lovely, lovely. Uh, next up, I would like to say hello and good evening to the man who is still trying to compile his list from the last show. Good evening, Ned. <laughs> Hello, I am rather tired, I've got to be honest, and it's nothing to do with compiling a <laughs> Uber list of 10,000, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hello. I am <laughs> delighted you were able to join us this evening before you head off for a nap. Oh. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, he was known as Monday Night Wazza, then he became Friday Night Wazza, but he's back on the old stomping ground. Evening mate, how are you? Very good, thank you, mate. How are we? Very, very well, good thank you. Monday, that's a very good point. I don't think I've been on for a few weeks for a Monday, so it's, it's, it's been it's been strange. But you and Joe, you've got this bromance going on on a Friday that everyone no, enjoys. Just working out, try and get two in a week if we can. See, yes, it was <laughs> good to get a Friday night feel to it. I feel like it's Friday and gutted, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> and and he's a uh, but he, one thing that is a. Uh, Significantly better is Waz's Wi-Fi this evening. Oh. It's, uh, it's holding up, isn't it? It's holding up under the strain. <laughs> uh, where should we go next? Uh, tenuous link, but Waz has said it's working out, so let's go to the lad who probably works out more than anyone else at Fools Rush In. Evening, Rich. Evening, mate. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad. Definitely not flexing, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no flexing fool. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put you guys to shame. Do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, mate, you ain't got to worry about me. Look at this. Yeah, no, well, I know that considering what I was almost in the uh, in the fight. <laughs> you know what you're saying? So, yeah, I don't, I don't need you to show me them, Fifey. Bloody know that already. <laughs> Where should we go next? Let's say hello and good evening to Woody. Go on, Woody. Hello, sorry, I was watching Tiny Pop. Um, <laughs> hello, how are you guys? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than hearing about Rich's workouts. Um, the how are we? Are we all good? Are we? Uh, I, I think it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on on a Monday, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Was I on last Monday? I can't remember. Uh... I wasn't. On... So last Monday, if you remember, was the episode that went completely wrong because I went to the cinema. So technically you uh, were, yeah. but you also yeah, I weren't. I wasn't supposed to be on that one either. I, yeah. <laughs> Everyone rocked up to try and save yeah. the day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were just like, let's just get as many fools onto this channel as we can. <laughs> so at least we deliver some fools. 
Um, and I'm a gutted I miss a celebrity one because we'd still be talking now about uh, celebrities I wouldn't mind putting on my list. <laughs> so, oh, uh, go on then, quickly reel us off a top five, Woody, before we oh, say no, don't do that to me. No, don't do that to me. Not now. <laughs> well, we'll, I, uh, we'll come back to you at the end, shall we? Yeah, oh, and um, Karen. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Natalie Portman, um, Anna Kendrick. There you go. There's your free. There's your free. That's easy now. Lovely. Um, we, but that, that's six. But there is more yet to come from tonight's panel. Um, Fools Rashin would be nothing these days without young Nick. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm really good, Fifey. Looking forward to tonight. Like you say, full panel. So I'm sure it'll be uh, laugh all along. Uh, well, if it's anything like the other night, it certainly will be. Um, but Nick, even Nick is not enough to complete tonight's panel. I promised you a returning guest and we have delivered. There were genuine requests to have this panellist come back. Uh, as much as they don't believe me, I can confirm the messages if required. Hello and good evening to Claire. How are you? Hi, everyone. All right. Welcome back. back. Thanks for having me back. Is it any less nerve-wracking second time round? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've had that peek behind the curtain as well to see what we're like off camera. Does that reassure you in any way, shape or form? I, I'm going to have proper belly laughs, aren't I? <laughs> that yeah. is for sure. Um, the good evening. Is, Claire, the best thing is, Claire, all your top seven celebrities are on this screen in front of you. Yeah, you <laughs> How do you know that? Oh, wow, incredible. Who told you? Who told you? <laughs> um, and good evening to everyone. Um, oh, hang on. Mike's already spotted something. Claire with new hair. Thanks, Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> See, Claire's got her own fan club. It's thrown her right off. <laughs> what a way to start. Good evening to everyone watching along on uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and of course on YouTube, and any other links that I don't even know exist that uh, that we get through this StreamYard, you are very welcome along too, um, including, I believe, once this loads up on the second screen, uh, yes, there's Michelle, good evening Michelle on Twitter, uh, the person with the camera, do I get a prize? Um, I believe you may have had insider information about who the guest was. So, uh, but yes, congratulations. You are the only person to get it correct, whether you knew in advance or not. Uh, shall we kick off? Um, and we're going to do things a little bit differently, uh, mainly because of Rich's hectic social calendar. Um, and let's uh, start with the women's teams instead of the men's team this time round. Uh, Rich, you were in attendance yesterday. Uh, tell us all about it. Yeah, so I went down to the watch the first team uh, play yesterday at uh, Fairford. Uh, they played Farnborough in the uh, first round proper of the FA Cup. Um, so Farnborough are a six, uh, tier six side. Um, so although they're two divisions. Frampton. Frampton. Not Farnborough, mate. Frampton. Oh, fuck. All right. I'm already off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> At least you won. At least you won. I was just like, you said, you said Farnborough once, and then you said it again, and I was just like, no, he's got to be corrected now. So, yeah. All right. Right, let's start this again. Rich, you were in attendance yesterday. Tell Sorry. us all about the game. Frampton, even. <laughs> a two divisions below 
<laughs> Swindon. Um, one three nil. Uh, did think it was going to be a comfortable one, but also it could have been a, a quite a, a dodgy one. We we know any time whenever uh, a team's playing a lower division, it can always be a there's always a chance there there could be an upset. Uh, I don't think there was many uh, too concerned that it wouldn't be, um, but. I think one thing for Swindon was to get an early goal as quickly as possible. Um, thankfully, they did. I think it was just before 10 minutes. Uh, they finally broke the deadlock. Um, good old Annie Colston um, scored. Uh, good old reliable Annie Colston, shall I say now. Um, and um, after that, I mean, uh, Frampton basically just parked the bus, really. Um, they, I think it was a game for them where wasn't that they were beaten before the game had even begun, but they knew they had to obviously do something to sort of keep the score down because Swindon were mainly dominant in that game, which was what was expected. So um, it was really good. And then um, in the second half, uh, Steph scored from a header. Um Pretty much, literally, what she did a, a couple of weeks ago uh, when me and Woody went down to uh, Keensham. Um, so she's you she's, put some miles, you don't you, Rich? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get. No, it wasn't at Keensham. It was. It was at Fefford. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that too. To be fair, Fivey. <laughs> um, all for the podcast, mate. All for the podcast. All for, all for the podcast. You wait till you see his mileage claim. <laughs> <laughs> All on toys, yeah, on, the, on top of the salary, taking there, expenses. Yeah, the, uh, it, it, it's, never, <laughs> it's it's never underestimated or undervalued just how much you bring to the podcast, Rich. As long as you know that, <laughs> mate, I can't even get the name of the team right. That that's what <laughs> did um did, did, our, did our best play, Rich? Did our best play? Beth did play. She played the full ninety as well. So oh. um, yeah, it was really good to see that. Um, she was a force in midfield. Um, uh, to be fair, none of the players really, um, there was no real bad performances. Um, it was one of those games where, um, uh, it was obviously very possession based. Um, Swindon just trying to break down that defense. Um, it was quite a solid uh, defense Frampton had. Um, so it was, it was really, really good. So paint the picture for us, Rich, because you said that they're two levels below. Is that not the same as the opponents that there was at the county ground the other week as well? Are they not two yeah, divisions it below? It was. Yeah, exactly that. But uh, I think Frampton came with a, a bit more of a game plan than uh, what happened at the county ground. So I was speaking to uh, Dave, who was the goalkeeper coach for, uh, for Swindon Women, and apparently... Um, Frampton have a, a few tier four players playing in their team anyway, um, which is hence why they um, put up a pretty decent fight in the end. Um, again, like I say, I, I don't think really uh, they threatened at all. I don't think they really they didn't really threaten uh, and the goalkeeper at all. Um, but it was uh, it was um, a really really good, comfortable victory and uh, resulted in a. Really tasty home tie for the next round. Um, yeah, well, that's what I wanted to come on to next, actually. The draw was made today, wasn't it? Plymouth at home. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Um, and that game is happening on the weekend of the 26th and 27th of November. I say that because 
if any of the executives at Swindon Town are watching tonight's podcast. Uh, they do obviously watch this podcast. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm saying it. Um, get that game at the county ground. Get them at back at the county ground again. Get that, hashtag, no... get that and get that tweeted out. Get that on Twitter. Will you be um, careful what hashtag? What 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 hashtag exactly do you want us tweeting out, Rich? I, I don't know. <laughs> you're you're the brains. I'm just the person that gets the uh, gives the ideas. Hang on, no. I'm sure it's the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to give it to Ben. He's a spin doctor. Uh, <laughs> ben will talk I mean, him yeah, into he it. Hashtag, he hashtags everything. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so, Woody, what were you going to say? Well, uh, it, it was kind of after Richard said that he was not, he was the uh, lack of brains or whatever. Um, <laughs> I was going to go, that's the problem with his Jimco, isn't it? It's all, all brawn, no brains. <laughs> <laughs> Um, way out of sync then yeah it's fine if the joke's worth it we'll always come back woody yeah (laughs) but um but yeah so um that should hopefully be a nice tasty tie swindon uh men's team aren't playing a uh a game that weekend either um so for swindon to be playing a tier three side um i think really we wanted a team within tier four or tier five just because the next round could be an even more tastier tie. And as Woody just alluded there with his fingers, money as well. Which another thing as well I'd quite like to say as well, that the women's team won six grand yesterday for their for their win. Um, so that was six grand for yesterday's win and four grand and for the previous round. So they've just basically got a whole season's budget just from two games so um that's obviously going to go a lot to quite a few expenses when they've got further places to go uh for example St. Austell um later on in the season and Exeter as well so that'd be really good for uh for the team if they need to stay over and stuff like that prepped before the game uh so that that'll, that'll go a long way so really, really good news. I think the Plymouth tie is quite big as well because Plymouth aren't particularly doing very well in the Southern Division. Um, I think they're second from bottom. Um, but there is still that divide. And I think it might have been Beth or Bryony when they were on um, mentioned that sometimes the Tier 3, Tier 4 divide, there isn't too much between it. Um, you know, because it, it is, you have to almost be very fortunate to get into Tier 3 because there's, you know, a lack of promotion spots. Um, you know, and it, it, the same happens in tier five going to tier four. You know, Rich would know from being at Abingdon with me as well. Um, you know, there were a lot stronger teams in tier five in the southern region than there were in the southwest. So, it, you know, I, I think it's a perfectly winnable game. Um, I can't remember if they played Plymouth pre season, I don't think they did. Um, no, but it's no, it Portsmouth. Um, Portsmouth, sorry, I knew it was one of the piece. Um, but the um, yeah, hopefully, you know, it's it'll be a good tie. It'll be a good one to have in the county ground because they'll play if they do do it because it'll be good football from both sides, hopefully, um, as well. So quite a quite a, a, a really good... It could be a money spinner either way. You know, if they charge entry, which I think they should do, to be honest, in the next round, um, especially if the men's aren't home beforehand, um, it could be a money spinner either way. 
Mm. Um, there was a, a win as well for the development side, which we want to come on to in a minute. But while we're on the subject, um, Claire, you've obviously spoken very positively about women's football a lot, um, sort of in, in the conversation in the chat when when you've you know when we've been talking about it. Um, hearing about Plymouth, would that be the sort of game that you'd be interested seeing oh, at the county ground? Absolutely. Oh, yes, indeed. My name's down. <laughs> Send Richard's sofa down and I'll go and wash it away as well. <laughs> 12 grand's a lot of money, isn't it? 12 grand's a lot of money to win for these last two rounds. That would pay for at least one of Richard's weekends, wouldn't it? <laughs> Amazing. Oh, fair play. But no, we're, we're very much, uh, I think everyone uh, on the panel and, and in the group that's not here tonight, We when we saw the the draw was announced and, and we posted it in our, in our WhatsApp chat, we were all very much of the opinion this is exactly the sort of game that should be at the county ground. So hopefully, fingers crossed, um, more common sense prevails and, uh, and the game does get to take place at the county ground. Uh, but Rich, talk us through the uh, the development side as well. Yeah, so um, my uh, assistant, uh, Wombra, uh, Honor, she plays for the Devs team. Uh, or she played for the Devs team yesterday anyway. Uh, so I was texting her last night and she said that she played the full 90 minutes, um, but uh, they won 1-0. Um, it was basically, it was a game end-to-end. I mean, uh, both myself and Woody both know how good uh, Southampton women are. Uh, and even the devs team. So, um, yeah, it was really good to hear that uh, um, they were able to get a victory. They had a, uh, a bad start uh, to the season, uh, but then Woody left. That even white water up, look. <laughs> Love you, Woody. <laughs> I'm going to bite my tongue on that comment. <laughs> Have results picked up recently, then, Rich. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, though, um, can <laughs> what would he fuming? Look at him, he's absolutely fuming. Just drop that bomb, <laughs> Rich. You still looking forward to the uh, the pod night out next week? <laughs> Woody is coming. I think he's just lost one of his invites. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I know. No, but seriously, no. Um, no, really, it is uh, good. I, th- I think they had a few other uh, quite experienced heads in that uh, in that team yesterday anyway. So um, <laughs> that, that, that uh, uh, in terms of players, I mean, uh, so that means, um, yeah, it was it was good so that they could get the victory there as well. So happy days. Happy days all round. Congratulations, both teams. Uh, Rich, while you're while you're on a roll, are you fully prepped up with fixtures for next weekend as well? Yeah, so uh, I believe, unless the under-18s have got a fixture, would you? So I, I don't know about that. They do? Do you want to say that first? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, oh, he's allowed to speak now, is he? Yeah, the under-18s played on Saturday um, as well. They lost 3-2 to... One of the teams that are going to win the league, uh, not win the league, be at the top of the league. Um, the and I think it's great actually for the under 18s because that league is so tight. It is ridiculously tight the league they're in, and I'm so I'm so happy they managed to get finally accepted into the Oxfordshire League. Um, uh, what was uh, Mike's question there about under 18s? Um, he just said apparently the deve- uh, the devs fielded a number of under 18s too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well. 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to be realistic about this. I know because I, I want to say it without sounding bitter because that's not why I am. Um, the, what I will say is, yes, they did have 10, um, 10 players who qualify for the under-18s in the squad. Um, now, bearing in mind that the five subs they brought on all qualify for the under-18s that are in the squad. Only one, only one player, and that was the goalkeeper, is actually the under-18s player if that makes sense so just to be realistic about it personally i think um they could have beaten southampton without utilizing any players but at the end of the day that's what development football's about um you know so you know fair play they, they definitely you know probably deserved deserved the win i think southampton were one of the teams that i would have picked at the beginning of the season that the devs were going to beat um so yeah they it sounds like they they did it convincingly in terms of possession anyway um but yeah, the under-18s have got a game this weekend. They've got Headington, um, which will be a very interesting tie. Um, Rich and I know one of their players, Beth Chapman, who's a very useful player. Um, she's played for Avenue United as well, so it'd be quite interesting yeah. to see what she what she does. Um, but yeah, it, it, it'll just be um, hopefully the A-teams can pick up after you know a close close result last week. Yeah, and the. the uh... The, the first team have the County Cup on Sunday against Warminster. Uh, I did try getting the information, whether or not they're at home or away. I did speak to their goalkeeper coach and uh, he, he wasn't able to confirm this. So, um, But uh, either way, Warminster, well, it's not too far away, is it? About 45 minutes. So uh, either way. But uh, yeah, I, don't, I hope it is away, is it? Woody has a contact still. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so obviously, uh, first team they obviously beat Warminster in the County Cup final uh, last season. Uh, they won eleven two, so uh, it should be a nice, tasty fixture again. Uh, but let's just hope they don't go two 0 down like they did in the actual final. Well, which congrats! Sure congratulations to the teams this weekend, and good luck for the coming weekend as well. I'm sure we will touch on it again on Friday. Um, let's head over to the men's team next then and uh, Swindraw Town. Um, a come from behind point, let's call it that. Um, Rich, I know you were in attendance and I know that you need to shoot off soon. So do you want to kick us off with your review of that particular game? Yeah, I'll just very quickly say, um, and I appreciate the, the, the time. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna rename the title when I post it for Spotify and stuff. Uh, Fools Rushing presents Rich. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um, yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a good uh, good draw. Uh, I think considering uh, the previous few, uh, couple of league games, uh, we got some really good results. Um, and I, I think if we had drawn uh, a couple of the fixtures before, so say for example Mansfield, um, I think we would have. All been a bit deflated on uh, on Saturday, but really, I think it was sort of a fair result in the end. Um, Tranmere, um, with their few couple of hundred fans that they brought with them, um, yeah, I, th I think a, a draw was well deserved. I thought the way that we gave away the first goal, and I will say that we did give away the first goal, um, because it was awful, very, awful very, goal very, very, very sloppy, um. But yeah, it was um, what what a response and Romeo Hutton. Yeah, I just want to take some time here. Romeo Hutton, 
what a player he has become. He's on, he's on Rich's list. <laughs> it's a good shout. It's a good shout. Um, <laughs> good shouts. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was fantastic. And do you know what? It, it gave me a few flashbacks from Kane Kessler Hayden from last season. Literally just getting the ball, driving at the fullbacks, and putting an absolute putting it on a plate for Wakelin. Um, yeah, it was fantastic to see him. Brilliant. Um, it, it was a it was a good draw. Could we have? Should we have won? Yeah, I think we probably probably should have done. Um, Woody was texting after Wakelin's goal got disallowed, but I'll let him talk about that. Yeah, uh, from what he was saying, it looked as if he might have been onside. But again, but yeah, no, I was I, I was more than happy. But we, now we need to kick on. We need to get a, a a win against a struggling crew on Saturday. They've obviously just sacked their manager recently, so that'll be uh, that'll be really good for us. Uh, absolutely, uh, Claire. I'll come to you next um, because. Whenever people talk positively about Hutton, I instantly think back to our uh, our Twitter exchange where we, we know both, we, we know yeah, we, we both were there when, when he was being dropped. I think Lavinia had just come in and everyone was saying Hutton's just not good enough, not really sure why. And we both just sort of turned around, there's definitely a player in there. Absolutely. Well, thinking of Saturday, I was thinking Oh, hang on. Woody's not happy about this, so I'll make sure I come to Woody next. Woody. No, no, I just, I, I just move, think... move his square away from me. Move him down <laughs> the bottom there. I'm just hoping you're not thinking that's the same case of Adeloy. I'm just hoping you're not thinking that's the same case of Adeloy. <laughs> Absolutely the same case of Adeloy. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, Claire. I just want to see Fifey dancing if Adeloy scores, that's all. Uh, I was thinking for Saturday, Hutton, Harris, Humbug. That was my summing up for Saturday. Um, Hutton, oh my, he is, oh, he is just electric. I love watching him. Absolutely love it. And do you know what? Considering his first couple of games, I don't know if it was, if Lindsay's spotted something and changed his complete game or whoever has, what an absolute unity. He's now, like Louis Reed was to the team last year. He's like that cog that as soon as he's got it, anything can happen. And it's like, as soon as that ball's played to him by anybody on that pitch, I'm like, something's going to happen. You're like, and you can feel the crowd. Yeah, you like, the edge of your seat. Every time that ball went towards Hutton, doesn't matter if it was 50 yards in front of him, you could feel the crowd was getting everything that was good Saturday Hutton was involved in. What I think he's thriving on that responsibility as well, and his development in that role, and he's maturing so well. You can see his decision making now of when to ping that ball in that box. Now, nine times out of ten, it's always in that box, he's always in that spot. I did see him make a couple of decisions, he was like, No, it's not on, and he went back very rarely, mind you. But his decision-making has come on immensely. Honestly, I think he's absolutely thriving in that role. And whoever spotted that on the coaching team as to that should be his role now from when he first came here. Unbelievable magic. It, it, it's like Hutton is like the code word. If that ball's played to him, everybody's bump. That he dictates the tempo, 
everything, just, just like Reed used to last year in a different position on the pitch. It is almost like the unspoken code word that once it's going to happen, that's it. Everyone's gone. The game, you know, they, poof, love him. Absolutely I've just love got him. this. I've just got this image of a really tight game, and then Scott Lindsay just comes out to dugout. Deploy Hutton. But you know what? Right, that's you what I, now. But that's how I feel his role is now. I was watching it and like Brennan, the amount of crosses that he pinged to Hutton every time, and it was like it, it, it was it was really weird to watch, but he seems to be absolutely thriving on having this responsibility. Do you know he's maturing well? I, I'm, I'm loving watching his development and the confidence that's coming from him. And I think the, play, the, the speedy players around him are, love, are loving him. It, yeah. It's working for them. Although I'm not so sure Jeff Cock can keep up, but I'll get to that a bit later. <laughs> uh, someone else you mentioned there was a Falls Russian sponsored Keaton Harry's as yes. well. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, I do need to get rid of that elephant off off my shoulder. That one, Harry. You were you were very um, you were full of praise when you were messaging me the other day about his performance, and as as a lot of people were. Yeah. Now, I've never said anything about Kean because, like, my dad always said, just sometimes it's best to say nothing, you know. So I've I've kept that, but Saturday. I was quite disturbed when I walked away from the game because I was like, he's up there in my top three for that day. <laughs> you know, yeah, admittedly, the first 20 minutes, very shaky, but he wasn't the only one. Brennan was, Kean was, um, yeah, FBT's FBT. He's never shaken about anything, um, you know, and Hutton to an extent. But I think the, the defence weren't protected by their midfield either in that first 15 minutes. I think they were, they did not help them out at all. And, but once they settled, Harris, oh, I'll give him his credit. He, you know, he made a couple of, you know, but he wasn't, he wasn't alone in that. But his confidence grew that what he made this one tackle that was quite crucial. And I think it gave him the confidence along with, um, FBT, or as I know him in this household, FM Big Tank, he's called. <laughs> but, well, Which one's going to catch on more, FM Big Tank or AJ Blake Tracy, as Rich keeps trying to get going? <laughs> but do you know what? It, I, I'll give him full credit. It, his confidence grew. So did his performance. It was, it, it, I, I, I had to say good things about him, although it gave me a headache all the way home thinking that. Do you know that's good? Do you know? So I, I'm all for it. I get my support, and I and I'm glad he had that that type of game. You know, it was an unsettled defence. It wasn't a tried and tested back line. You know, and he's had powers. You you know, so for him to still go through that after making, well, we we know what happened with the first goal. So no, it's it's absolutely not true. Uh, goodbye, uh, goodbye, Rich. Um, Woody, let's uh, let's come to you next. And, and on that subject, um, I, I sent Keen a message afterwards. A lot of people were talking about his performance. 
um, and saying, obviously, that's the best they've seen him play in the Swindon shirt, things like that. We'll talk about the tackle, uh, like like Claire mentioned there. And and he just sort of suggested to me that he, he was glad to get that one done and, and hopefully start to maybe just prove a few people wrong and change their opinion of him. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, that first 20 minutes, then Claire got a spot on and nobody really shone themselves in glory. Um, but that, you know, that tackle that we're talking about, um, I mean, Nick and I spoke about it at half time. You know, that that was a turning point of his game. You know, that that tackle was just so well timed because if he missed times that even by a split second, that's a penalty. And, um, you know, it, it was that was that was a game changing tackle. Um, and that, I think that changed his game. I think after that, he, you know, he grew into the game a bit. Um, you could see, there's no lie all the way through, you could see that the back four were a new back four, if you like. Um, you could see that they maybe were a little bit nervous. Uh, sorry, back three, was it? Yeah, sorry. Um, you could see that they were a little bit nervous um, at, at times. But I think they were more not necessarily nervous because of them being a new back three, but more nervous because they conceded so early. You know, that, that really shook them up. And I think when I sent rounds, when we were talking in the chat, um, Claire, again, Claire got it spot on. She might as well just, nobody else might as well not say anything about the defence. But the um, but the midfield massively let down, um, let us down in that first goal. You know, Gladwin's walking back. Um, we've given the ball away really easily to start with as well in, in, in midfield. Um, but, you know, things like that happen. This is League Two football. Um, so things like that happen. If it didn't happen, most of those players wouldn't be League Two. Um, so, you know, the good thing is we didn't concede after that. And I'd say that we were relatively solid after that. I think that, you know, that kind of, you know, once Wakelin had scored, I think I would almost go to as far as to say we were in control of the game after that. We just couldn't we just couldn't score. Um, and that was that was probably the most unfortunate thing. Um would it only be right to, as uh, as Rich suggested, let you discuss the disallowed goal as well? Um, I the thing is, you don't like to criticise officials, do you? I lo- I I hate criticising officials. I think they've got a really hard job when they're getting paid all of their expenses. Um, the <laughs> I, I think I think I think I'm in two frames of mind about that. Obviously, the analysis guy has said that it was definitely offside anyway. I just sometimes I struggle with whether a lino can actually see if it's offside or not, or whether he's just put a guess because that was extremely, extremely tight. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, that was an extremely tight. And I think I, I generally think it was a guess. I don't think it was a, do, do, do you know what I mean? With the difference kind of like, I don't think he really knew it was offside um, because even even their defence, only one player put their hand up to say it was offside, and that was the one that was in front of Wakelin. Um, so <laughs> it was, and it was a shame. Because it, was guessing every decision. Oh, he, was, he was, he was, he was guessing everything. He was dreadful, and I think, um, and it's a shame because it was a hell of a finish from Wakelin as well. You know the way he's brought it down and then just sliding away. He's been robbed, in my opinion, he was robbed of a goal there on a, on a general day to day. If it had gone to VAR, it's probably offside, but there's no VAR, VAR at our level anyway. But I just think a normal, a normal everyday, yeah, I agree, Nick. A normal everyday linesman who's not guessing is probably not given that. He's probably not given that as offside. Um, but then if it was, then they, you know, Trammy would have kicked off about it. Um, but his positioning for the first goal, however, obviously minus the cross from Hutton what positioning that is. That is exactly what we want from him and Jeff Cott to be able to alternate and do that between them. Um, you know, it's fantastic. I think it's generally 
brilliant that we've got two strikers that seem to be one of the other scoring each game at the moment. Um, and that's what we kind of want. No, absolutely, absolutely agree. Uh, also, also the, the point about, um, uh, you know, the linesman guessing, it, he, wasn't he facing the Arkles? <laughs> he was running the line, not even looking at the pitch. So uh, I'm guessing that he probably did guess for that. Yeah. I think he was finishing off his half-time cup of tea. <laughs> Uh, ben, you've waited very patiently to have your say. Let, let's come to you next. And, and don't worry, Wazza, don't worry, Nick. I know that you're desperate, but we know how much people like to listen to what you say, so I like to keep them, keep them waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's just the same what everyone else thinks, really. The first 20 minutes, I thought we were quite poor. Um, it was quite in- There's a couple of things. One thing I was really quite interested in is when, obviously, the team sheet comes out and we see Harry's warming up. And the bloke behind me just... Effin and Jeff, and he's not happy. Well, we're going to lose 3 0. He's useless. And he started every time Harry's touched the ball, he was slating him, useless. What is he doing on the pitch? And then that tackle. And then after that, the bloke behind me, his tones changes with Harry's. And like, it's actually not as bad as I thought Harry's. He was applauding him. He thought he was brilliant. So, you know, the person that I am really pleased for is our Kieran Harris because he so needed that. You've got to think he's not started a league game all season. He's not started, again, with Brannon or FBT all season. So they're going to be a bit disjointed to start with, which is probably why we started so badly. But they did pull together and they did look solid in the back, <laughs> at the back. So um, though he wasn't my man of the match, he I think he gets a special nod. Kieran Harris, and so I'm. I'm just really pleased for him, um, and we need him at the minute. We really do need him, and I think he's earned himself a little run on the side. Um, Hutton, I will say, um, I think he's the best right back we had since Prime Caddis. Um, I think we can go back to 2010 before we've had a better right back than him, and um, that includes Honey. They're all thinking back. Me, now. me and Woody just instantly looking up, trying to think of all think, the right backs. Think of all the right backs we've had in the last 12 years. And I'm thinking the late, last time one I've seen, I've been as impressed with Hutton, was a young Paul Caddis. And he was helped along with an even better Matt Ritchie. Nathan Byrne in the mix? Who? Mick? Byrne? Nathan? Oh, good shout. Nathan Byrne, actually. Um, all right. <laughs> ben, Ben's instantly changed his... Oh, yeah, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Hunt? Rob Hunt? Rob Hunt in the conversation? Yeah. All right, Nate, 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 Nate Byrne, I forgot all about him. He was quite good, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely up there with one of the best we've had since Caddis anyway. So I think I think kudos to him. Um, I think we just about did enough to win the game. Um, I'm not going to call the offside because I wasn't an angle to see whether it was offside or not. Nor was the linesman by the sound of it. No, so I, I was up for it, <laughs> but it's just, it, I, I don't know if it was, it wasn't. I think really was so unlucky with that free kick. Uh, I think what impressed me towards the end of the game was like the the energy that we had and the intensity. The only commitment, the, the criticism I had, is we didn't work the keeper enough. We didn't get enough clear shots on goal. Um, I think if we'd done that, we'd won the game. Probably quite one, comfortable. One more thing I'm, I'm agreeing with Ben again. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> one, one more thing I want to discuss with you, Ben, um, is, is something that happened during the game. And and it, it kind of links into something else. Claire, as we know, is is an expert photographer. Like, she should work in sports media at taking photography, some of the pictures she gets. And she sent me one uh, and basically asked me to find you in the crowd. And I could not do it. I could not see Ben anywhere. Somebody who did spot 
with a lot more ease than Ben, considering how often I see Ben, was a uh, was friend of the show Joe, uh, who's commented there. <laughs> Best thing from Saturday for me was hugging Ben's dad. Now, Ben, explain how Nick can manage to get a hug from every every fan uh, of Swindon Town at every game, and yet somehow you rock up and your dad gets a hug. You see, I I, I must have missed that. Jerry's must have been sly. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, was it a hug and commiseration? Yeah, I could, I could, it, was, it, was, it was on the way round, actually. I just met up with Nick. We're just going, we're walking through to um, to get the programme. And we bump into Joe and our fellow, is it Mark? Mark. And um, we had a bit of a chat. And because um, that's the first time I properly met Joe, and it was lovely to meet them. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I introduced my dad. And I got, he got a hug. I didn't. He did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will send the picture around so you can so you can all have a, a go of uh, well, where's Ben? Where's Ben? <laughs> but yes, I actually I actually spotted Joe, who I've only actually seen on the screen once. Easier than I could see Ben, who I see twice a week. She's like uh, ten rows behind me. By the way, you also found out. I look behind and there she's there, like waving at me like that. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just flashed up a message there. Uh, let's go to Waza. I just flashed up a message there. Um, felt like it was written in the stars for Reed to smash that free yeah. kick top. I thought beam. it was going in. I thought it was going in. The way that everything was lining up <laughs> and the whole crowd was all like that. And what did you think, Waza? Anyway, Waza, that's what I was saying. Sorry, Waza. You know, Ben. I'll get on mute now. I've had my uh, I'll get off my soapbox. I'm going All on right, Mitch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that that word straight out of my mouth, to be fair. Um yeah, I <laughs> I the only regret I had, I thought Reed should have come on a bit sooner. I, I fit that Lindsay uh, that was the only qualm I had with Lindsay on Saturday that he didn't make the subs quick enough. Um, I thought Ellis was struggling. I didn't think Ellis was getting much joy down that left. Um, yeah, I thought that Khan had a poor game in midfield for me, and I'm a big fan of Khan. Um, yeah, and the first 20 minutes was always going to be tough. It was a new, not a new system, but we hadn't played free at the back for a long time. Um, I, I thought Harry's was was fine in the first half. I think that was the. And I'm a big fan of Clayton. I thought Harry's looks the most comfortablest on the ball out of all of our centre halves. I think he looks. I think he finds passes that none of our defenders can really find. Some of those balls that he was switching left to right over to Hutton, like Claire said, I thought they were. It, it, that's what was making Hutton do so well. We were finding that pass straight away, and it was going straight out there. Um, yeah, I thought. I thought we dominated. I thought Tramia were average. The only time they look dangerous is when we gave them the ball. Um, <laughs> Ben's left the room. <laughs> but um, every time we gave away the ball, Tramier had a chance on the break. I thought they looked lively on the break. But, yeah, they were an average team. And I just it was a shame that we didn't convert a chance in the second half. Because if we would have got the second, I think we could have run on and got another couple more and it could have been out of sight. Um but we take a point, we move on. I think Rich had a great point that after the Mansfield result and the Bradford game, if we'd had lost those games and drew against Tramia, there would have been a bit more pressure. But I think we'll let him have the, the draw this week. Um, 
yeah, and we'll move on to next Saturday, which is a, in my eyes, a, a win, winnable game. Uh, drum roll as we finally welcome into the conversation, Nick. He's been itching to have his. Uh... Drum? Does someone say drum? <laughs> yeah, we don't like drums, Pikey. We don't like drums. Oh, don't say it when she's on, Nick. <laughs> Jesus. Hey. Uh, okay. Um, well, seeing as everybody's sort of pretty much covered everything, um, <laughs> I Sorry, think. Nick. Yeah, no, it's okay. I think the problem we had was starting with five across the back, which we which we sat in there. And it took a long time for the team to get used to that. And as has already been said, it left their midfield light, which is why we struggled for that 20, 25 minutes. I'm not convinced he needed to play five at the back. I'd rather be <coughs> stuck to the back four. Can understand why he did it with Harris and Brennan together. He wanted probably a bit more protection um, by having that third centre half. So, you know, it was understandable, but I don't think it did us any favours, to be honest. Um, draw was probably a fair result if you consider um, Calm was poor, Iandolo was poor, Gladwin was poor. So we had some really underperforming players uh, across that, that middle. Darcy was okay, but, but nothing exceptional. Um, and like everybody said, everything went through Hutton. So, you know, overall, yeah, we could have won it. If we'd have come out, with the intensity at the start of the second half, like we finished the uh, the game the last five, ten minutes, yeah, we would have won it. it. took us too long to get going. And someone said, yeah, we don't get enough shots in. Well, that's every week. We do not get enough shots in on goal. Um, and that, that ultimately cost us. So I hope we're not back into the, we're going to draw a few games. You know, we don't want three draws for a win. We've been there before. So next Saturday's crucial game. We definitely need the three points. So overall, Tranmere weren't bad. You know, in fairness, they took their goal well. It was a good through ball. Mate, I don't know who it was who scored. Uh, he went through, pushed it past. Yeah, he took the goal well. So, you know, credit to them for that. They saw the gap and they exploited it. So, uh, but yeah, overall, fair result. I was a bit worried that um, because everyone had covered everything, Nick was just becoming a Bank of England statement saying such and such is poor, such and such is poor, such and such was very poor, <laughs> but thankfully got back but they're on very topic. nice men. Yeah, <laughs> but they're nice people. <laughs> but they were poor, so I'll stick to that. <laughs> um, Ned, taking the point as it is... Um, how do you feel that that leaves us um, in terms of position within the table, in terms of form, etc.? Well, I mean, to be honest, as long as we're not losing games, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy with the point. Considering both Nick and uh, Gabe thought Tramia was supposed to be winning the league this year, which I certainly don't agree with. <laughs> which but, um... nobody had mentioned up to that point. Everyone was just leaving <laughs> Nick to it. <laughs> But um, there's a long way to go. Yeah, still going to be rubbish at the end of the season. You know, I, I, as long as we keep picking up points and and you know, but the majority of wins, I, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that as far as I'm concerned. Because if you have your bad games, which that definitely was one of our worse performances. Um, and we're still picking up points against teams who are highly rated, then I think that's 
can only really be a positive at the end of the day because, you know, that's that's how teams, you know, get in the playoffs and, and get promoted. So, you know, I, I think it's good. Um, just picking up on Hutton, um, I'm, you know, looking at the way that he's putting that ball in the box, you know, I'm going back a little bit further than you guys. I'm going to say Nicky Summerby. Um, the best crosser of the ball I've ever seen. But you know, so that it's just that's what you know. When you keep slotting into that sweet spot each time, it's just, I mean, it's it's sublime. He's doing so well, you know. Um, Claire was, you know, has already covered this, but you know, it just reminded me of some of me. That was what I just wanted to get out there. Um, and in spite of you know how happy I was about us going forward. You know, it's been mentioned that we have, we're not taking enough shots. But to be honest, I think that's because we're not getting enough bodies in the box. I want to see us get more bodies in the box, which will mean when um, Hutton puts in those wonderful crosses, they're hopefully going to have, you know, two, you know, three people in the box to get on the end of it. And someone's going to someone's going to be scoring a lot of goals if we can just constantly get more people in the box. So you look at Tramia, the way that they attacked whenever they got the you know, the ball into the final third, you could see at least three strikers or three players, shall I say, not strikers. They don't play with three strikers, um, but they had three players in the box. And it's just like, why can't we do that? I know it's, we got a patient, you know, this kind of patient sort of tippy tappy sort of playing the short balls. And, um, and sometimes we play it long, therefore not everyone's up the pitch, but I just feel like if we just need to tweak it that little bit more, to get another player in the box, then I think we're going to score a hell of a lot more goals. Um, well, I mean, I think at, at one point in that game, FPT was in that box more than Jeff got was. <laughs> like, and it, well, it was. I, I was yeah. very frustrated with Jeff Cott Saturday. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know he does yeah. work off the ball, but like you said, Hutton pinging the amount of crosses he's pinging in. He should be on the end of one of them, but most of the time it was Fraser Break Tracy in that box. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just feel like, you know, one more midfielder coming, you know, from the middle, you know, entering the box as we're as we're going wide will will make a I, massive difference. I was but, a bit um, disappointed with the midfield actually throughout most of the game. I think for one reason or another. There's no real excuse because with the three-five-two, the midfielders should be hitting the box anyway. You've got yeah. protection behind you, so there's no reason yeah. why they shouldn't be in the box. It was. Absolutely. It'd be interesting if we do change to a back four. Will we see the goodness of what Hutton's been given? Because we all say that's his best game, but that was because he was allowed to just bomb forward, knowing that he had the protection behind. If you don't have that protection yeah. behind within a back four, are we going to see Hutton get forward as much? I don't know. Yeah. So it's an interesting one, what we're going to do, because I feel we've gone to this back three without Williams. But when Williams comes back, what happens? So it's going to yeah, interesting what we do. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to say as well, and it, the name was mentioned uh, just a few moments ago at the bottom of the screen, um, Lavinia. I keep um, having this conversation, because obviously I don't get to go to football very often, um, certainly this season. Um, but <laughs> so I just bark stuff at, my wife or, you know, my three daughters who are typically there at the time. And they actually, they, they don't understand what I'm saying in any capacity. And I, I keep saying about, oh, it's such a shame we've got two amazing right backs. 
we can't get him on the pitch at the same time. Yeah. And then... Oh, well, maybe Gareth Southgate should get the Swindon job next thing, because all he does <laughs> is pick right-backs. <laughs> but it's just like, lo and behold, minutes later, oh. Lavinia comes on the left, and I'm just like... <gasps> It's happening! It's happening! It's finally happening! <laughs> so it's just like, oh my god, you know, I'd like to see that again, if possible, because um, I, you know, I know he's not left footed at all, but I'd love, I'd love to see what we could do with Lavinia and and uh, Hutton in the same team. I, I, I think sure. they're both. I, I think to be they're fair, both mate, quality. Sh- Shade isn't left footed either, but he spent plenty of time out there. <laughs> see, if Shade was playing. No, I'm not going to. Yes, yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, if Shade then, was playing, then uh, maybe everyone think the midfield was playing better because they're just looking at Shade, thinking how shit he is. Two goals, Shade, this season. Hey, I love him. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not uh, going to put him down in any capacity apart from what I've just said. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you'll be starting a shade chant uh, on our night out. That's for sure. Uh, you might be the only one singing it, but you'll be doing a shade chant. I'll sing chant. it with you. I'll sing it. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's an interesting one, and you mentioned there, obviously, uh, Ned, about adapting it partly because Williams isn't there. Maybe obviously the the availability of of our sort of higher rated defenders as well would have had a con- contributing factor it's it's always going to affect people in different ways as as you, as you guys have already been saying Hutton got lots of praise and and some even said it's his best performance other players you know it might not suit them as much um for for those who have seen a few of the games recently um, you know, Ben, I'll, I'll throw over to you and Nick as well. Um, we were obviously ran out of, of praise for the diamond, the 442 diamond, if you like. Um, are you set? Would you prefer us to move back to that at the earliest opportunity, even without, even while Williams is at the World Cup? Um, I think it's good to have the flexibility, and I think it's horses for courses. Um, I think we play it if, if, if we think it's suited, if we can if it can get the best out of those players that are available against the opposition that we are playing. Um, I like the fact that we can tweak our formation as and when if we needed. Um, I think it was absolutely right to go for the diamond against Mansfield. We scored five. We played it against Stockport and it was the wrong thing to do. We had a pants pull down and lost 4-0. So I think, I, I think we've got personnel and we've got a big enough squad and now we can have big benches to start and say, right, we'll play this. If after 30 minutes it's not working, we'll have a tweak about and we'll change formation. Um, and I think that's something that we can do and not a lot of other teams can do. And that's that that's a big advantage, really. So, yeah, um, having a big bench and a big squad and the flexibility is good. And I'm quite pleased we've got lots of bows to our, strings to our bow. Nick? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to operate the diamond formation very much. Lindsay's said that, that he might do it for certain games. Um, I I would, and I know it's a, it's a bit old fashioned and four I'm old, two. so that's okay. I can say that uh, four, four, two, or we'll go back to four, three, three, but I would like to see Louis Reed in the side. I yeah. thought he wasn't on the, on the pitch for very long, but he looked more like the Louis Reed we know on yeah. the Saturday. So I, I, 
but there's got to be a place for him with Williams not being there. Now, how he tweaks that midfield, you know, I'm not quite sure. And, you know, you said a lot about Hutton. He had the freedom because we had a back five, but he's been doing that in a back four all season. So I don't think there's any um, downside to going to a back four that will restrict Hutton in what he's doing. As long as he gets the protection when he's forward and we cover cover those runs, which we have been doing, I don't see that an issue. So it's, uh, yeah, really, how do we adapt without Williams? And we did miss him on Saturday. Um, I can fully understand why he didn't play, although I said previously I thought he should have played. Um, especially after what's happened to Jojo in the warm-up. You know, you've got to feel really bad for him that he's out of the World Cup. And I guess that could easily have happened to Williams. So, you know, do you say fair play to Lindsay for leaving him out or we pay his wages? He should have played and we might have got three points. We'll, we'll never know. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. He make, you know, he gets paid to make those decisions. So, you know, fair play to him. So, I think the formation would change back to four three three fairly soon, and okay. uh, please fit Reedy in because he deserves a start now. Was a uh, Nick just said there um, about how you replace Williams, and I think the only way you replace a big player is by adding a big player. Is it Adeloy time? <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Why did you do this to me? Because <laughs> I knew what Woody would say. <laughs> To be fair, I was crying out for something a little bit different with 15 minutes to go yeah. on Saturday. And I did think, I thought it was Shade. a strange one that he chucked Morgan <laughs> Roberts on. I thought I thought Wakelin was doing better than what Jeff Cott was. So I thought maybe he should have gone with Adeloy up alongside Wakelin. Um, and maybe it would have given us more opportunity to chuck more balls in the box. You know what I mean? You've got a bit more of a physical presence in there. Um yeah, I agree. I, I do agree with you, Fifey. I think it sh- Adeloy should have got... But the game was so much in the balance that we when we were, give- we were giving Tramier opportunities to win the game because we were losing the ball in the middle of the park. And if it wasn't going to stick in the middle or at the top end of the pitch, Tramier were flooding men forward and they had that counter-attack where we gave it away and we could have quite easily lost that game. And I think that's why we've got to appreciate the point because... And maybe a bit more ruthless side might have put us to the sword on the, the few opportunities that they had on the counter-attack um, because we just gave the ball away and we were sloppy. And I think Nick's points bang on. I think Khan has been riding a wave, but I think he got found out a bit Saturday. He really struggled. He got pinched. We all said it at Bradford in the first half where he got pinched so many times on the ball and it showed on Saturday because he was just getting pickpocketed and... It was costing us, um, and I think it could be time to move him a bit further forward again because um, I think Darcy's been very hot and cold, and I think Reed's got to come back in, especially with think, Williams. Especially with I'd Williams. Quite like to see, I'd quite like to see the diamond back specifically for this reason. Let Darcy Mate, play where Williams has been playing. The diamond, though, is just so open. Like Even at Mansfield, yeah, we won the game, but we were so open yeah. because the game ended like whatever it did. The, the diamond is brilliant for moments in games and I just don't think it works constantly because you there's so many gaps and you just get exploited and I just don't think we got the... We give them so many chances when you lose the ball and with a diamond, you're just exposed. You're They're literally straight at your back four if you lose it. 
Um, and I agree, if we were that good at keeping it the whole time, you retain it and you keep it, you play the diamond. But I just think we get killed. And I think even at Mansfield, we got away with it. We were good, but we, they had chances that they could have scored a lot more and could have drew the game. Um, but And I think Stockport, we got massively found out with the diamond. Yeah, the trouble was at Stockport, he played Reed at the front of the diamond and Khan at the back. And I felt for Reedy that good day because he was totally lost there. He, he didn't know what position he should be playing. And that's to me, that's not his position. If he's playing that system, Reed needs to be at the base of it. So, you know, obviously he sees that whole thing differently. He is a Khan seems to be a favourite. Um, so we'll see what happens next week. Don't get me wrong, Khan's allowed a bad game, and I'm not oh, slating yeah, him because yeah. he had one bad game. Khan's allowed because he, you know, what I mean, he's had a few a good games where he's been in, he's made it a tick for us, and he's allowed to. But I've always said that I prefer Khan in that higher position because I yeah. think his press is better than Gladwin and Darcy. I think he presses and makes things happen for us, um, and maybe is a little bit limited with that when he starts it in the attack. And if we're, I would always prefer Reed in that position because I think he's the best in that position, in yeah. the, not just for us. Yeah. I think in the league, he's the best player yeah. in that position. 100%. Uh, anyone want to add anything else on this game specifically? I think as well, we got to be, you know, we could talk about formations all day long, but the reason we didn't win that game was because of individual player performances. Um, yeah. You know, like we say, you could play four in the diamond in the middle. If those di- if those players in the diamond aren't performing, you're going to concede. You're going to leak gaps. You know, we've already said that Gladwin had a bad game. Khan had, you know, a rare bad game. Darcy wasn't really at it. That's your midfield three. That's gone. Yeah. You know, like that leaves a big gap regardless of what formation you're playing. So um, I, I don't also think that we were playing a true back five um, for the first 25 minutes. I felt that, we were out of possession. Um, we did kind of switch to a back five a little bit, but Ellis didn't push forward as much as um, Hudson did when we were moving forward. And I think one thing I, when I saw the team sheet come out, I think I said to Nick, I said I was really excited to see that Blake Tracy and Yandelo were playing again because we saw them against Bradford. They tore yeah. Bradford apart to start with, but they didn't play the same style, which you know would suggest. As uh, Lindsay said before the game, Tramier have changed formation every game this year. They've changed their system so often and, and things like that. So I think we spent the first 20 minutes trying to work out and then what happened, we fell asleep and we conceded. Um, I I kind of agree with Wazza. I think a diamond can leave us exposed. Um, but I do, you know, as much as I've said, you know, Reed d- d- deserved to be out of the team, in my opinion. You know, he did have a poor start to the season. Um, I thought he was very good on Saturday. I think he did come on too late. Um, but, you know, if we are going to, if we want to give our defence a little bit of protection to allow our wingers, wing backs to go forward, full backs to go forward, I think it does need to be read now. I think there's just that, just that game wise intelligence more than anything, just that intelligence to, <clears throat> to cancel out, which Khan will get. Khan will get. And I don't think this is the end of Khan playing holding midfield, but. I just think Reed just adds that little bit. And now I think he's proven when he's come off the bench, when he started, even against Stockport, although, like you say, he was out of position. He seemed to be lost, from my understanding. He was still one of our better players against Stockport. So it's, you know, either way, I think let's get Reed back in the team now. Um, it's just what we put in front of him, really. I, I just, I, I do fear for having Reed and Gladwin as holding, because Gladwin's sitting back a lot at the moment. 
Um, and I don't think we need two holders. I, I, I think we just need one. Um, otherwise, if we play with two, we'll lose. We'll lose so much going forward. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. And and with it being a, a quiet moment around Swindon at the moment, with with not much general news to talk about, should we have a, a brief discussion on the World Cup? Um, who's, no. excited, <laughs> who's excited? Who isn't? Uh, what we think to England's chances and stuff. Um, Waza, I've put along the ticker there. It's coming home for Christmas. Oh, let's hope so. I love it. I'm so excited. I love a World Cup. I, do, I understand people are bad mouthing it and they're going, oh, it's wrong. It's this time of year. But it's still a World Cup. I just, you know what I mean? For me, I, yeah. I think it's great. I'm, I'm excited. So excited. Um, and if we're going to talk about England, I, you know what I mean? There's a lot of negativity about at the moment. And I just feel like no one's expecting anything. And then when we don't expect anything, that's when England's surprise. And yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw this out there now, was it? Go on. For the, for the Euros at work, I yeah. went in every single day and said, England are winning this. England are winning this. It got until beaten Germany before a couple of people started to say, maybe there's a chance. And uh, it was only in the final people said this might happen. Now, we've had a shambles, an absolute shambles of a Nations League. Let's let's not be about the bush. We England have been fucking dreadful in, this, in the Nations League. But I went into work every single day and said, I would rather we were shit in the Nations League and won the World Cup than win the Nations League and go out in the group stages of the World Cup. Couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, 100%, Fifi, yeah. I, I Southgate admitted in the three or four games that we had in the Nations League, this is going to be about trying and testing new players, bedding them in, give it, you know what I mean, trying to work on things. I don't think people realise that the challenges for someone like Southgate now, that when you normally get a normal World Cup, you get it that Southgate will get two or three weeks with the players before a World Cup. This two is or three days. Yeah, yeah they're, get, they're flying out to Qatar tomorrow. They've got three days or four or five days there before our first game. So he can use whatever he wants with regards to the time that he wanted to do, whether he wanted to try things in the Nations League. Yeah, I totally agree with that comment as well. It's a waste. Do you know what I mean? It is an absolute waste. They're just trying to glorify friendlies and that's what they're they're doing. So. And then you don't have to play the likes of Andorra or Malta really loads. Do you know what I mean? So you play better teams. But no, I'm excited. I hope the rest of the panel are. I don't reckon Nick is. But um, yeah, it's the World Cup. We've got to get excited. And if you're not excited, you're not coming to the USA game on the Friday. I'll be on the <laughs> You decide. Uh, go on then. Wazza's open the door. Nick, you, you were mentioned there. What's What's your take on it? Um, I'm not overexcited for the World Cup as a whole. I will be excited to watch England. I support England 100%. I always want them to win. I am a bit worried about um, they're like Swindon. The defence could be dodgy. So depending who he actually picks, that would that would be the worry against top teams like uh, the Wales and USA. No, no, no. We, we, we won't have any problem getting out of the group stage. Oh, um, don't say that, Nick. Although my lad tells me that uh, uh, we are going to struggle. Um, no. Uh, I don't think we will. I'm, I'm confident we'll get out of, we'll get what, out of it. Was as fully on board HMS Pistacup. 
Yeah. HMS, um, get out the group. It's a piece of piss. That is the worst group. I, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. No that, that, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, it's to say, when we get teams like Argentina, Brazil... <laughs> nice one, Mike. I said, I support my country. I support my country. Second to Swindon. Swindon first. England second. 100%. Um, yeah, I, of course I want us to do well. Of course I want us to win. Um, I honestly can't see us going all the way. Um, I'd love to be proved wrong. Um, but yeah, t- time will tell. But I will be excited on Friday. <laughs> so don't, don't worry. There will be uh, plenty of chat. So there's uh, no yeah. sweat there. We will With be the on ladies. it. <laughs> I have, I have got, I have got a little plan hatching. So oh, uh, just God. wait and see. God. Something will happen. Bring sixty-nine girls with him. Nineteen sixty-nine girls. <laughs> Woody, was there any any surprise, either inclusions or omissions in the England squad for you? Um, not really. I'm, I am quite surprised that Tony didn't get called up. Ivan Tony didn't get a call up. If I'm brutally honest, I think he deserved it. Um, no, I, I, see, I wasn't but, surprised at all because of all the stuff could potentially going off off the field. Well, yeah, I get that, but yeah, I just. But one thing, and I, I'm actually quite a big Southgate fan, and I think I actually think we're going to do better against the better teams. Um, but the um, the only thing I've I've not liked about it is it felt like kind of all the way through the build up of this, including the qualifiers. He's not tried anything, you know, like the friendlies, the friendlies even up. Kane did not need to play in those friendlies leading up to the games. Uh, yeah, but World you Cup know League. the situation there. Kane as captain is saying, I want to break the records. Oh, yeah, of course, of course he is. But, you know, at the end of the day, Southgate should be saying, I'm the fucking England manager. <laughs> you know, like, he should be going all oh, my basket on his ass. But, yeah, and I, I just think that, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's quite a strong squad, if I'm brutally honest. I'm probably one of the only ones that think that. But, um, you know, it would be interesting to see what he does because, obviously, you've got Trippier is in great form at the moment. Um, you know, superb form. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, there's the big question marks over Maguire and, and all of that kind of stuff. But I, I, I was speaking to somebody at work about it today and I was just thinking, like, I know we had a bad couple of games, but they were like, why, you know, Maguire's out of form for United. But the problem is Maguire just... Every time, apart from the it's last like the Peter games. Crouch of England defenders, hundred percent, and that's the exact example I used because he's the Peter Crouch. You could he's trustworthy when he puts on an England shirt, and it's um and yeah, and I think that, that's going to be the kind of difference. The same with Pickford, you know, Pickford's the same. I you know I think Pickford that, for England is a fucking animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, looking at it, looks like we're going to be very weighted going forward, which I I quite like the look of because I think the the friendlies and the nation leagues we looked a bit defensive in terms of the way we set up. Um, but, you know, I'm quite excited with some of the players that have been included. Um, and, you know, we had a good, you know, we've had a good last two major competitions with nearly the same group of players, you know, like, so it's it'd be quite, I think we are going to do better than I think a lot of people are saying. I don't think, unfortunately, I can't join HMS Piss the group because I don't think it's going to be that easy. Um, but I do think we'll, we'll, we'll win the group. I think... I think what's well, just shaking his head. What's like nine points, no goals? Conceded. I don't think it's going to be easy, but we'll win the group. 
What? Yeah, but well, yeah, but I think people are thinking we're going to smash Qatar like seven nil. I reckon we'll be lucky if we. Qatar. Qatar. Even playing Qatar. Uh, sorry, yeah. Iran, Iran. Sorry, seven nil. Um, we're that good that we're winning other people's groups as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Listen, USA are massively fired up to play us. Wales will be massively fired up to play us. That, they're not going to be easy games, boys. I don't care what anybody says. It isn't going to be okay. We might, we, we will probably win the group, but we're not going to be dicking teams. We, I think the group stages, we are more likely to beat teams like Uruguay three or four nil than we are USA or anybody like that. What's because was a should we do shots for every goal we score against USA? Oh, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I'll tell you what, every what every shot, no, no, every, every shot that we have that is saved. You two do a shot. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> we will be forced. We will be forced to long, sure. long range, long range shots um, against USA. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just I don't think we're going to be winning four or five nils in the group. To be totally no. honest, um, no, we won't because uh, but, it is the Southgate way. But we'll win the games to win the group. We'll but, win all three. But we will. Like, we'll be. You know, there's there's talk about Uruguay. You know, being talking. Fuck off, Uruguay. You have got a load of ex Premier League players. You know, we've got players that are currently in the Premier League. That have washed away the Suarez's, washed away the Cavani's. You know that we're going to smash teams like Uruguay, Brazil, fucking France, Germany. We're going to smash teams like that. The teams I'm <laughs> against USA in Wales. worried about. Yeah, the teams I'm generally worried about are the teams like Iran, USA, and um, oh, and Woody. the noisy neighbours. Johnny Williams is probably going to get out <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If we get out of the group, if we win the group. By winning every game by more than two 0 I will put fifteen quid on us in the World Cup. Fifteen pounds. That's as much as my bet will let me bet. <laughs> on the uh, on the subject of pounds. <laughs> on the subject of squad selection, for me, the only player that there was really only one. I could argue two, but one of them was never going to make it. But there's the only player I was a little bit disappointed didn't get the call was Jared Bowen. Personally, I thought he deserved it. Um, indefinitely in place of Eric Dyer. Um, but uh, Dyer, Dyer's been in good form, though. Dyer's been in good form. Mm, that's that's oh. very subjective. Debatable. Tottenham have only <laughs> lost like one game in the league this season. <laughs> Not thanks to Dyer, though. <laughs> but but when... Yeah, no, nah, I can't agree with that. I think Dyer. I think Dyer has been very good this season. Harvey Barnes but is the other one that the I would have right, In the background is a spur, me wearing a Spurs vest, right? So, <laughs> Dyer is not having the best <laughs> form at the moment. Certainly, he, he gave a goal away uh, in, in, in the... Against Leeds, yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, Shocking. Guy went past him like he wasn't there. It's going to be a dark the squad announcement, though. <laughs> Yeah, Ben. Yeah, let's uh, let, let's bring Ben in and give Ben the hot topic of of the England squad because we know how much he is very club over country anyway. Um, James Madison starts or not? Absolutely. The most in form of all Absolutely. of the attacking midfielders. Absolutely starts, and if he starts every game, he will be our player of the tournament. I think he's got. <laughs> he'll score goals. He'll score goals. You know, create assists. And all these other countries that we play against, they all know about Harry Kane. They all know about the quality of James Madison slip under the radar. He will be one of our best. James Madison does nothing by slipping under the radar, by the way. He will be 
he, he has the potential to be a sort of gazer effect. Yeah, but everyone said that about Grealish, and all Southgate did was keep him on the bench until the knockout games. Oh, uh, yeah, but I think I think I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling about uh, I've got Madison. I'd, uh, love, in, I'd in love to see a team of Grealish and Madison in, together. In terms of the group, we've got Wales. Wales are one of the most overrated teams that are <laughs> going right now. Their, their best two best players, Ramsey and Bale, are about five years past the sell by date. Yeah, just kick it, just take him out in the first minute. That's what we got yeah. to do with Bale, isn't it? And take him straight out of the game. They're basically a championship team. Um, <laughs> so then, basically, basically a championship team. Iran, they're not going to do anything. That we're, we're going to cane them. Um, so that leaves the United States and shite. Yes. Um, <laughs> Dale with a great name, shout there. Name, I forgot Gallagher even made the squad. That's who I would replace with Bowen. If name no me else. like three American players that are genuinely we got to be worried about. Pulisic? They might hang on. They no, might not Pulisic. Not yeah, Pulisic, they, they, no. they might, you know, they might be competitive for six eventually. Well, hang, hang on. So, so, so Garv, like, Garv made a good point. Madison has a point to prove. And then Arsenal fan Garv. <laughs> Saka will run the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do believe in Tim Pop Piss the Group. Uh, we will do that. HMS Piss the Group. HMS Piss the Group. And then we're going to run up against Senegal, I think, next round. And then we're all going to get excited about winning the World Cup. And then we'll get dumped out. What? Wait, so, so we, we, get, <laughs> we, we get out of a group of USA and Wales. And then you, you predict we get Senegal, was that? And because we need Senegal, everyone suddenly thinks we're winning the World Cup. We do that, though. We do that because we won yeah. four and four. We probably won't concede any goal, one if money. We'd just probably be the top scorers in the group because our group are overrated. And they're not very strong. Um, I don't yeah. care if they're, they're pretty shit house. It's America, they're shit. And um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben, did you not learn this last season? For fuck's sake! Yeah, but Woody, uh, Hungary is so much better than USA. Yeah, Woody, come no, on. Be them, yeah, go, you can't. You can't. Be, you can't be saying that we're gonna like piss over teams. Oh, like, we will. We will. But. <laughs> You will fight and win. You're going to be steaming that Friday night because it's just going to be unbelievable. We're just going to be plying you with shots. Come on, England. Fight. Woody, Woody, you'll be okay because Southgate doesn't play an attacking formation or or team in the group stages because he wants to get through the group. And he won't be gung ho, and we won't yeah. be pushing forward. Nick, we Nick, but you're forgetting. Tight. You're forgetting that we are now one of the most influential fan-made podcasts in the national game, not just in Swindon. <laughs> I am getting straight on the blower to my mate Gareth after this and say, "Look, Wales and uh, Wales and Iran, it's fine. Do do your normal thing, but uh, we want Woody on shots against USA. So yeah. shoot on site policy, please." <laughs> <laughs> just, two That's not going to happen. Two more points I want to make. One, Gareth Southgate's ne- negative tactics actually might do us some good in the heat. Yes. Um, so I think actually just conserving a bit of energy and just taking the tempo down a little bit might actually do quite well. And some of these teams that are just going to go, ah, then it, they might struggle. <laughs> are they, they're doing a New Zealand hacker. <laughs> you, know, you know, those sort of erratic teams are just going to go for it. That you do. I think they might have their pants pulled down a little bit. Um, Ned, I've, uh, oh, sorry, Ben, carry on. No, and and uh, my last point, which I've forgotten. Oh, if England, if England get past the quarters, they'll win it. Okay, they'll win the whole thing. 
Ned, I've left the comment there from Dale on the screen. What's your thoughts on this? Last two tournaments, we haven't played a decent side. Italy in the Euros final were there for the taking. We get one of the big boys, we will be out. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Oh. Um, but you can, to be fair... I agree with that completely. But um, you can only play the team you're up against do you know what I mean you, you don't choose your opponents you don't sort of like think right okay we're going to play Germany first to get the hard one out of the way with um, that's going to be fucking easy these days <laughs> <laughs> right if I wasn't in my situation I'd be calling up Labricks now to put 20 on Germany now <laughs> 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 five pieces just waded in um, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 HMS pissed the Germans yeah <laughs> Uh, so, I'm sorry, but I have to sort of jump on this as well because, like, I know that you've asked me a completely different question. But Go on. if we can't get out the bloody group, <laughs> it's the easiest group I've ever seen. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not. It's what not was the last group we were in with? No, 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 no! Wait, 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 wait! Go what on, was the on. last time we put, we had USA in a group in a tournament not that long ago, and we didn't even get out of it? Yeah, but that's Fabio Capello was our manager. Yeah, and he couldn't. <laughs> So wait, so Gareth Southgate is is elite level manager, but you've all criticised him for negative tactics. Fabio Capello is somewhere down here, is he? We had Rob Green in goal. Fabio Capello was Mm. watching the Italian games cheering him on during the World Cup. Having little (laughs) for cheering on Italy. He was. Jim Gerrard was slating him, just going, he was sat there watching the Italy games and all his coaching staff cheering on Italy. He's Italian. I know. He just he he wasn't in sync with the team. He never got it right, Fabio. Look what you started here, Ned. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) But, you know, Iran and Wales, you only need to field like eight players to beat them. We could get three players sent off in the first minute. We'll still beat both of them teams. Yeah. But, Again, I'm I mean, sure last time we played Wales in a major competition, we had to wait to the 95th minute to score. Played it. Played for it. Played for it. And that... That was part of the plan, wasn't it, Ben? <laughs> you lot oh, are just man. proving my point even fucking more. <laughs> And you're just coming up with all of these excuses. Fabio Woody, Capello. Woody, we played for Woody, 90 Woody, fucking minutes. What is your point? We don't know what your point is. Woody, you is kind of started your point saying that we're not going to win it and then ended your point saying, no, yeah, we'll get out of the group not, and then we'll beat all the good teams. We're not going to We're not gonna piss it. We're not going to... Well, what my point was, we're not going to piss piss the group. We 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 could winning it and pissing it are two totally different things. You not think we're going to turn up to USA next week and beat them five nil? No, 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 no. no, no, no. He's going to be carnage no. on the streets what? of Swindon. To, to be yeah. fair, two nils are hammering for England, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. you're right. You're spot on there. If we score <laughs> two goals, fucking hell, yeah, we're there. <laughs> The thing is, guys, everybody, everybody is at the World Cup in their own fucking right. It doesn't matter. You can't have, in my opinion, yeah, okay, you might have slightly lower ranked teams, even though USA are actually higher than uh, Hungary, mm. by the way. Um, but the, um, He's checked that, as you know, well, that was me and They're in the top 20 in the fucking world at the moment. Yeah, but they're it's, in their qualifying group. Five, yeah. Five, but that's the point. Everybody is there on their own right, guys, right? So 3-0 Wales, 2-0 States. You look at... All right. 
<laughs> fucking deluded. Stop interrupting um, this... <laughs> Let Woody finish his Because we're trying to get back to Ned anyway. European qualification compared to Central American qualification is two different kettles of fish, my friend. You have to come up against a 36-year-old Anthony Grant. How are you? Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, but again, also England get to play teams like Malta. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't, we we have a pit. We always have a piss easy qualification. It's just like, oh, I just, I don't stronger than the states. Malta would be champions of Central America if they took part in that tournament. Apart from maybe Mexico. Look, right, right. For the the amount of money that that we invest in our football, we should be pissing teams, but we're not. And I don't think we can. We can say sit there and say. We've got an easy group. We've got an easy run-in. I said the same when we, uh, in the last competition, you know, when people are like, oh, it's got the route that Southgate wanted. No, Southgate went in there. He wanted to win every game. How we won it was a different matter. It didn't matter who your pen was pulling. But... <laughs> right, I can't, I can't wait until I'm sat here in two weeks' time and we've won every game 1-0. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that. I'll take it. I'll take it. You lot are acting like the fucking USA are going to be a walkover. Wales are going to be a walkover. Iran is going to be a walkover. Wales are going to be a walkover. USA is going to be a walkover. Fucking hell. Fuck it. You don't even get a 1 0 win in a walkover. Play 3 1 3. Play 3 1 3. Scored 9, conceded none. You're right, Claire. You love that. Anyway, feel the heat coming from Woody or Let's let Ned finish so that we can actually bring Claire in the conversation. I'm exactly too scared. Miss me. I'll miss my turn. <laughs> I, I, I was going to just end with I've never been so in, uninterested in a World Cup in my life. I've uh, got to be honest. But I think it's you, because we're, we're out of sync. It's because we're out of sync. You know, it's not in the summer. It's it doesn't feel right. It's like having a roast dinner for breakfast. You know, I love a roast dinner, but not a flipping breakfast time. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I just I just I haven't even looked at any. You know, I I couldn't tell you four other teams in the apart from our group. I've got absolutely no interest what? in this World Cup. You as name yet. four other clubs in the World Cup, Ned. Come on, Ned. You could. <laughs> I, well, you know, you could probably say I hazard a guess at Brazil, Argentina. <laughs> it's too hard. Um, right, Claire, <laughs> let's uh, let's try and get some uh, some sensibility back into oh, it. No. Are you, are you... Not HMS piss the group, but it would yeah, get out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you are you team? I'm too real, scared because Woody's right Woody. next to me. Yeah, team really. <laughs> Team Realism with Woody or Team HMS Piss the Group with Wazza? Because you're straight oh, well, in the middle of this I'm a bit one. of everyone. I'm a bit of everyone. We'll, we'll go there. I'm, I'm We're going to piss the group excited. realistically. No. <laughs> we don't do that anyway. We don't piss any group en- realistically on anywhere. Um, it's Southgate, isn't it? Um, I'm a bit of everyone. I, I, It's not going to be easy. I think the ones that we say are going to be the... Tim Pot ones has been with label them. I yeah. think are going to be our rubber ducks, like Woody said. And I think we might struggle. And I, I'm not as interested in this one, I, I, I've got to say. But it's your country, and I'll still be watching. I'll still just be watching. Quick, just very quickly, then, if we go around the um, 
if we go around everyone, uh, just let me know, what's your thoughts on a World Cup around Christmas and how far do you think England will get? And if it's not winners, the third question is, who wins it? Let's start with Ben. Uh, I think England, well, um, World Cups at Christmas, no, it's a summer thing and it should never have it happen again. Um, it feels weird, and it's the reason why we're not all in sync and really excited about it. It's World Cup next week, and no one's it's really... It's the focal point of our Christmas party. I know, but it's... No, but put that to one side. World Cup, <laughs> it does... Usually, a week to go in the summer, you're all geared up for it. You're counting down Sky Sports News. You played all your warm-up games, and Sky Sports News is at every camp, previewing each game, and it just not happened yet, and it just doesn't feel like it's about a World Cup. Is it that because of where it is, though? More it so, feel right. So it, it, it's just odd. Um, in terms of how England will get on, um, I think we'll get to the quarterfinals, and then we will gallantly lose to France, who will go on to win it. Okay, Ned. <laughs> get off point, yeah. <laughs> get off that the... fence. <laughs> um, it definitely. You know, I would hate for this ever to happen again, but I'm sure there'll be um, Stuart's inquiry if FIFA took another ridiculous amount of money. Um, I, you know, it's this type of thing where you think, you know, maybe maybe those um, Premier League teams uh, who went to go to the European Super League had the right idea to get away from FIFA because they are fucking <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> They're unbelievable. I mean, how how this can happen is ridiculous. Um, but but there we go. I'll, I'll save that for another day. Yeah, I'll save that for another day. Well, exactly, Claire. Um, um, I'm just going to say England to win it because I'm really not sure who's taken part. <laughs> yeah, come on, name some countries. <laughs> It's Spain, Italy. No, not Italy. Italy aren't in it. Yeah, not Italy. Italy. Well done, Ben. Well done for proving the point. <laughs> yeah, tenor on Italy. There we go. Wasa, your thoughts? Uh, I, I love England fans because every year we go to a World Cup or a big tournament and it's in the summer, we always go, oh, they've had a long, hard season. It's going to be so difficult. And now we're going into a one where it's a bit Peak different. Peak season. And they've only had... Two months of the season, there should be no reason for them being tired or fatigued or there should be none of that. So I look, I don't agree with it, but I don't mind it. As you can tell by the last 10 minutes, I love a World Cup. Doesn't matter for me whether it's in November, June, July. I don't care. I love a World Cup. I love a tournament. Um, I'm always overconfident with England and then it makes me cry when they let me down. Do you know what I mean? It's just the way it always happens. <laughs> I think I'd love us to get to the semis again, just to have that opportunity to get to a final of a World Cup would be amazing. Um, and I just hope everyone gets on side. I know there's been a lot of negativity about Southgate, but I think it is a tournament manager. He's brilliant for us because I think he, like we've all said, but he doesn't, I agree with Woody's point and as much as I disagreed with it as well. Um, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Hang on a second, it was only five minutes ago you were questioning what he's no, doing. No, but I, I get it that Southgate never run we never run away with it, do we? Because he's a he's a clever manager that we're we make sure we make sure we're difficult to beat before we win the game. So that's how he's always done it in a tournament. So I get it. I just get massively overexcited with England. I hope we get to the semis. I'd absolutely love it if we do. 
Um, and then you never know what happens. Um, I think it's a very open tournament this year. I don't buy into the Brazil and Argentinas because of the reason I think they're just way too open in a World Cup. I think they play way too expansive football that they get found out. Um, and I wouldn't surprise myself if the Germans are quite... I think they've had a couple of quiet tournaments. I think they could be back up there this year. Um, they as well, don't they, the yeah, Germans? I think they're right up there. I think France have got too many injuries at the moment. I think they've had a lot of issues. I think they'll miss the likes of Kante, Pogba all players that turn up for France that are normally very good. And I think they'll they'll not struggle, but I don't think they'll be up there to win it. Um, so I think it could line up England, Germany. I think that's where it could be. Imagine that. Oh, imagine the scenes. Um, yeah. But I hope we could, I'd love to see us do it. It'd just be the pinnacle, but I'd be happy if we got to the semis and had a good go. Um, but I'm one of those get on Southgate side, get behind the team and let's give it a good old go. Yes, Claire. Who do you, who do you think is going to be the surprise team? The... Good question. Qatar. No, who's, shut who's up. Playing? <laughs> who's playing? Who's playing? <laughs> I don't think there will be uh, in this one. I don't think there will be a surprise one. Personally, I, I think this is the tournament where the, the well, big England called it Woody. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, just just before Claire does give her points, Mike's Mike's come back on on Waz's point about Brazil and Argentina. That's why Brazil and Argentina so rarely win the World Cup, unlike England. <laughs> yeah, all right, Mike. You're a bit older than me, so. England won the World Cup though. Brazil and Argentina it was quite some time ago. Uh, well, Brazil would be two thousand and. Two? Yeah, I just, there's no doubt in their talent, is there? Do you know what I mean? But I just sometimes well, I'm going to keep picking fucking Neymar. There is. Yeah, yeah I, just, yeah. yeah. I just think they're too way expansive, and I just think they get they get found out. They'll walk through their groups. I totally get that. But I, you know, when they get to the big games, I think the other teams know how to play, and you sit back. I think that's why England do better, like you say. Um, <laughs> a lot older was that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's one of those. Right, let's let Claire back in. Thoughts on a Winter World Cup, Claire, and how far do England get? Oh, I have no idea about who's going to win this. No idea because I just ain't got the interest this this one. But I, it's not. I don't think it's going to be England. Fair um, enough. I'm, I'm going to sit with splinters in me bum here. Okay, I'll pass on that one. But it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. And we've all had a lot of hope over the years. Woody. Come on, Woody. I oh, God, pretty much 100% agree with what was I was saying. Um, <laughs> we, we won't piss the group, but I still stand by it. We come up against the big boys and we're destroying them. For the exact reason that uh, Wazza has said about Argentina, Brazil being very expansive. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be very positive. I genuinely think we can win it. Genuinely think we can win it. <laughs> na, na, na. Na, na. <laughs> and uh, and Nick. Uh, timing of the World Cup is all wrong, which is why I'm not excited about it. Um, I couldn't name all the teams that are in it. Like Ned, you obviously know 
all the uh, the usual things <laughs> that get there. Um, or not, in the case of Italy. Or not. Uh, it depends. Once once we get through the group stage, it depends how Southgate plays it. If we if we do the usual and go one nil up and don't press after that, um, we were going to struggle. Um, that's why we lost to Italy. <laughs> I just want to... We didn't like, I do, get, do the business. I do get that. And if I can just interrupt briefly, I do get, because I was very annoyed with the how we played generally against Italy. But let's yeah. just remember, this isn't a Southgate way of doing it, because we didn't go 1-0 up and sit back against Germany. And was it Ukraine that we beat 4-0? On the way as well, so it's not like he won't let he won't release the shackles when the time is right. Well, time I, I don't know. Time, time, time would tell. Um, wh- how far can we go? I like Warren. Uh, I would love us to get to the semis, and when then we've got a good crack at it. More realistically, I think quarterfinals. Um, but yeah, I, obviously, I would I would love us to win it. Um, I. I didn't actually watch the 66 because I can go back that far World Cup final, which um, I wasn't interested in football at that time. It was only the year afterwards I started taking interest in footy. So, yeah, I would love us to win the thing. Can't Really can't see it happening. Hope we do. But the, the only thing I can say, when we play the USA, that night is going to be absolute carnage. For all sorts of reasons, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to every single what second of it. Yeah. When we're fighting up at half time. <laughs> Can I just if you look at quickly... it this way, boys, I'm going to win either way, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Can I just Go quickly on, say, all right, my I can see that my uh, nephew Toby has put two posts uh, shown up on the on the bottom. Yeah, the Denmark there. and Canada. Yeah, if either of those two win. The World Cup. I will tattoo Adeloy and Jakey Wakey on my arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fucking hell, Please, let's be a world. It's not Den- like Denmark haven't got form of <laughs> winning tournaments they, before. They, they ain't winning anything. Sorry, they won in '92 when they should have. They're not winning. The, the, uh, that's a safe. Got Christian Eriksen in the squad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally come back from. What yeah, most people dead. assumed was death <laughs> to go, to play in this tournament. It doesn't make him Jesus, does it? Well, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there right now that I, with, with the exception of the one omission that I said, I think the squad is pretty much what I was expecting. Um, I agree. I think Southgate is a an ideal tournament manager from what we've seen. Um, and I am back in England to go all the way this time. We've done semis. We've done losing finalists. This is our time. And I cannot wait to sit, to find out how the lyrics are going to fit in to sing It's Coming Home for Christmas. I presume it's going to be to Driving Home for Christmas. Uh, but uh, I'll let someone a lot more creative work that one out for me. There's um, going to be some weird pop singer releasing that sort of it's coming home for Christmas, aren't they? Yes. And um, I am all in on come it. Back and do it. Yeah. Spice Girls are gonna come back and do it or something, aren't they? Blatantly do that. It's good. Davis is good. Spice Girls and Michael Bublé singing it's coming home for Christmas. Michael Bublé singing it's coming home for Christmas. 
Is he not? Where's he? Is he not from Canada? Yeah. yeah. Fucking asshole. He needs a Canadian singing. He's yeah. coming home for going Christmas. home way before Christmas. Shopping. Gentlemen and Claire. We finish, as we tend to do now, with questions submitted by our ever-loyal viewers and listeners. And as is per usual, uh, it is John who wants to test you out. And as you can see along the ticker, um, how well do you remember our non-league signings? Um, I have been sent just five, and they're not particularly difficult. So uh, we're not working as a team. Shout the answers out. First one to get it gets the point. Five players that we signed from non-league. I will tell you the player. Well, how do you want to do it? I could either tell you the player and you tell me the club, or I could tell you the club, you tell me the player. They're both. Alternate. Mix it up? Alternate. Yeah, mix it up. Okay. Okay, we will mix it up. We will start with Aidan Flint. Alfredton. Alfredton oh, is correct, well Ben. That. Well done. Well done, mate. That was definitely Roger, by the way. <laughs> no, no, Ben was there a split second before this time. Oh, <laughs> oh, words out of my mouth again. <laughs> yeah, was it? You robbed. Redditch United. Oh, oh no. I can... Hilton. Jermaine Hilton. Correct. Oh, oh Ben. Good shout, man. Good shout. Morgan Roberts. Banbury. Banbury. Well done, Waza. He's in the game. Woking. Johnny Goddard. Well oh, done, Ned. Go on, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Claire. You've got this one. This is your big moment. Oh, yeah. The fifth and final one. Was Morgan. The fifth and final one. Ben's poised as if he knows who it might be. Who do you think, Ben? Charlie Austin. Marlowe. Charlie Austin. Paul Town. Well done, Woody. I thought you were going to say Ben Gladwin. I was going to <laughs> no, but Mike, Mike did ask for Gladwin, look. Yeah, I thought you could say no, Gladwin. No. I was Gladwin. <laughs> Wasn't would have been first if he didn't use Woody's Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm not liking Mike tonight. Can we ban him? Anyway? <laughs> um... Listen, it's been it's been amazing. Oh, Claire, again, thank you very much for taking time out of your your Monday night to come and sit on the Fools panel. Um, I asked you at the start whether it was any uh, less nervous second time round. Now that you've done two shows, uh, are you enjoying it a bit more each time? I always enjoy it in your companies. That's very kind. And uh, can Claire, we expect to see you Cup? again? Apart from Ben. Claire, who wins the World Cup? I don't know. Claire, Claire, send him home happy and tell him that he's coming home for Christmas. Yeah. I can't, I can't say that. No. Oh. No, oh, it'd be the curse. Happy. It'd be the curse. Oh, oh, we've all done it. It's, it's going somewhere. It's going home <laughs> somewhere. It's just somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone, I can confirm someone will win the World someone Cup. Someone is going to win the World Cup. <laughs> Coming to someone's home, just not sure it's ours. <laughs> can we expect to, to see you on the panel again soon, Claire? Ooh, depends what the demand's like. <laughs> Well, you were demanded and we delivered. All thanks to you for taking your time. Uh, gents, to you guys as well, thank you very much. It's been a highly entertaining night. I've enjoyed the England chat as much as I've enjoyed the Swindon chat. 
Um, we will be back on Friday. Final shout out because we won't have time to sort any more on Friday. If anyone does have any questions or comments they want us to put to Danny Wilson when we record with him later this week, please do let us know via all of our social medias. We will collate them and do that when we record on Saturday morning. But until Friday, from me, Ben, Ned, Wazza, Woody, uh, Nick, Rich, who disappeared, and our special guest tonight, Claire. Um, thank you very much for joining Fools Rush In. Uh, we will see you again on Friday. Wishing you a very good night. Take my hands. Take my whole life too. But I can't fall in love with you.